Welcome to the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, John. Here with me today are Brian. Hey. And Alex. Hello. Today we're going to talk about the results of the Game Awards, some announcements from the Game Awards, and maybe some other stuff. But before we get to all of that, if you want to follow us on social media or see all the places you can listen to or watch the show, check out MidwestGameNerds.com slash links. I really need to get rid of that watch the show part in my intro. Uh, keep you can watch the old ones. Watch the watch old episodes. through the window. That's that's weird. Uh, the Midwest Podcast Network has a Patreon. Patreon supports all the shows in our network. You can subscribe as little as $1 a month. Help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at mpn.bz slash Patreon. Thanks to JCK, Tom Z, David O, Alan K, Corey Z uh, for their contributions. One of the perks to join the Patreon is you get early access to our bonus episodes that we, saw, we call side quests. Side quests are where we veer off outside the realm of video games into food, beverages, movies, TV, and more. This time, I think we're going to talk about music, maybe? Top m- music movies TV of the year, maybe? Yeah, something along those yeah. lines. I that picked out like, some of my top albums from this year and some yeah, of my I don't favorite think it's TV be shows. As rigid as like our top five games is, it might be more free flowing than that. But yeah, it's no, a that's side cool. quest. It's not supposed to be rigid. There's no rules on those. Anything goes. We might yeah. just be telling you lies right now and not even talk about music whatsoever. So true. Yeah, you never know. But anyways, you can join our Patreon to get those episodes a week early, or just wait an extra week and it'll show up in the normal feed. It's your call. As always, do appreciate feedback, which you can send to MidwestGameNerds at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. And uh, Alex, any bumpers for the network? Yes. That perfectly timed sip of Coke Zero was great. Um, the Horror Movie Yearbook Boys had an episode about 1987's Prince of Darkness. Uh, so please check that out. They also did a tiny, tiny terror where Tim attempts to remember... Probably both Tim and Willie attempt to remember what happened in Morbius, the film. <laughs> uh, Tim had seen it two days prior, so that's that's a problem that he can't remember that. But I don't know if it's his problem or the movie's problem. It's the movie's <laughs> problem. And uh, there's also an honor roll out where uh, Tim talks about Barbarian, Torn Hearts, Bodies, 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 Wendell and Wild, and Pearl. A whole lot of new horror films. Uh, find out if those made which of those made the Tim's list, which should be coming out any day now at the end of the year. Nice. Uh, on the on the uh, the old honor roll from Horror Movie Yearbook. That's it. Very cool. Uh, I just want to make a comment off the bat that I've been playing uh, Death Stranding on the Steam Deck, and it is incredibly impressive to see a game of that caliber playing on a handheld do you get like 30 minutes of battery life i don't get great battery life that is (laughs) definitely true it's pretty bad (laughs) but it's like it is so cool to see that caliber of title play on the steam deck that's awesome that's all i just wanted to lead with that so. I've been playing too much Marvel Snap. Still? I can I can play it at any time. Yeah, yeah. I paid for the season pass again, another ten bucks for a month. And uh it's you're, just so you're good. in deep. I am in deep. You know, because they have these cards that like 
The fun thing is that everybody gets the same cards. You might get them in a different order than everybody else, but you all get the same cards. And it's not like you... There's very few opportunities to like pay to get a card ahead of time. That can happen, but it's pretty infrequent. And um, the interesting thing about it is that they let you build decks. So you can have several different decks. So you have different loadouts, basically. And so... There are some decks that have, like, some cards just synergize really well with each other. You'll have ones Mm -hmm. that'll, like, you know, buff your other cards, and they might buff them in a certain way that gets even more buffed by another card in your deck and that kind of thing. Um, But there are some cards that are just plain fucking annoying. And I made a deck just called Annoying as Fuck. (laughs) And it has cards like Iceman, where you put down Iceman... Free, he's a he's a one energy any energy card you can put him down first move of the game he increases the amount of energy required to summon one of the cards in your enemy's hand or scorpion the spider-man villain uh he's a two cost card he removes one power from every single card in your enemy's hand so one attack power goes away um gambit is a three cost card you put him down you discard a card, and then he destroys a card on the other end on the enemy's field, basically. And then on top of that, you can get Wong from Doctor Strange, and his effect is like at his location, he will do the on reveal effect twice for anything that you lay down there. And then sometimes one of the locations will double that effect as well, so you can get it four times. And then if you play <laughs> Odin there again. You'll get them four more times. So you could get somebody eight times with like Iceman or eight times with Scorpion and just make all of their cards like negative three power. So when they put them down, it only hurts them in the end. Or you can wait until the end of the game and somebody has like four cards out because you've destroyed a bunch of the other ones with like Killmonger who destroys a bunch of one cost cards that are on the field. Like everybody's one cost cards that are on the field, yours included. Um, you throw down Wong, and then you throw down, uh, um, what's the combo that I usually do? I think it's I think it's mostly just like Electra and Gambit, and then your enemy has like one card left on the field after they've played like ten of them, and you can just feel them deflate <laughs> because you beat them by being an absolute asshole, and it just brings me so much joy. I, I know that feeling. Yeah, you're making me think of my one. Uh magic the gathering deck i had that was completely based around playing games with multiple people Mm. it didn't work well one-on-one unless i was playing john because he didn't know what the fuck he was doing (laughs) but uh it it was just all about keeping the other player from being able to use their cards and destroying all of their cards all the time and slowly doing enough damage to them to where they would eventually die it's incredible. It's just so it's it's so much fun to just be that much of a dick and just like there there have been some cases where I win a game simply because I've made some of the enemy's locations in the negative power and I have no cards there and I still <laughs> win because my power is higher so I won the location. Mm-hmm. It's just it's so good. I keep like screenshotting Nick's been playing too after after he heard me talk about it on here, and I've been we've been screenshotting each other's games to each other just to kind of be like, look at the shit that I pulled off, 
And Nick's like running a buff deck where he gets like 75 power at a location for some stupid fucking reason because that's <laughs> like ridiculous. <laughs> and then I send him these ones where I just like fucking probably make people cry after they play. And it's it's a lot of fun. It's incredible. Very yeah, I mean, well Brian, Brian's the reason I quit playing Magic, so. <laughs> well, you can start playing Marvel Snap, and then when the, like, versus mode comes out, I can ruin that for it, you. I was going to say, it sounds like I'm good. Like, I'm solid. <laughs> I'm all, all set on that. Thank you very much. It's great. I, I don't know so how good. high you have to get up in play to find opponents that use shit like that, because, I mean... I, I obviously haven't played nearly as much as you. I had like a, a week that I played or two mm-hmm. maybe. Um, but I didn't find any challenging opponents. Like I didn't. So generally. I, I, yeah. Go ahead. I accidentally like had a, I think I lost once and that was it. So generally what I found is that the, the, so it's less about the collection. There's a few different things that they use to matchmake you, and it's your collection level, because that's just how many different cards you have, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, there's the ranking that you get for actually snapping the cubes in the game and getting more cubes or less yeah. cubes, that kind of thing. The ranking for me, I've been kind of topping out at like 50, and it gets reset each month. Um, it'll drop down to like, I think 30 maybe is where they put you at, regardless of like, they put you down three levels from where you were, but the minimum is like 30 or something like that. I can't remember. I've been topping out right about 50 and that's where I start to run into people that can kick my ass pretty handily. Um, so I don't know, and and I think I'm starting to break into that a little bit more because I have more of the more recent cards, so I can, I have to be less clever about it, and I can just kind of use use fight fire with fire in some ways. Um, but when you when you're saying people, like you're you're not talking about actual other humans, right? Like you're not there isn't like a verse mode, is there? Or like, are... it, no, you're playing other humans. It oh, is wait. you are in you are you are playing against other players in the game, but. It's they're not just, like they're, it's, it's like randomly, matchmaking. It's not like mm-hmm. you're not doing yes. like uh, what are those called? Uh, it's not like an invite match, a custom game. Yeah, it's custom not, matches. Yeah. They're bringing that to the game, but they're gonna make that more of like a. So generally, when you're playing, you snap to get more cubes, and those cubes move you up in the ranked ladder, basically. With the with the versus mode, where you select your opponent and like you send them a friend code or whatever to fight. That is where they're going to employ like a health system where you'll play a, a few games and instead of betting cubes because they don't want you to like progress in the ranked mode just by playing with your friends because you could just inflate right. each other's scores. Yeah, you could cheat. Each person will have 10 health and you can bet your health on like, oh, I'm I'm really going to fuck you over this this round so I'm going to I'm going to bet more health on this one and then you see where that comes out. So it might take two or three or four games for you both to deplete one another's health or something like that. But right. that's not out yet. That's supposed to be coming in the next couple months here is what they said recently. So, um, you know, maybe Brian, if you want to, if you want me to fuck around with you with my, my deck that I've titled annoying as fuck in the game, um, 
if you don't fuck around, you get a good pizza. Yeah, I yes. mean, I'd like to see what it's all about, but I'm sure I'll be annoyed as fuck. <laughs> if you do fuck around, I'll punch pepperoni through your head. <laughs> <laughs> so, Marvel Snap, still very good. I need to play God of War. I really want to. I just... I have no energy by the end of the night. I can play Marvel Snap, you know, five minutes while I'm waiting for like a test to finish at work or something like that. I can't. Yeah, can't God of War is not War. a toilet game, you know. So uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. Even even Triple Click um, talked about how like Mar- Marvel Snap is like the perfect toilet game. Like it is, yes. it is a, the perfect pooping game of all time. The rounds are so quick. It's like three five minutes tops. It's great. Um, and I did buy, um. Final Fantasy Crisis uh, what is Core. It called? Crisis Core Reunion or whatever, but I have not even opened it yet. So, um, but I am looking forward to getting to that sometime I, in 2027. I'm sure. Nice. So, I've added Marvel's Midnight Suns to uh, my cart many times through multiple stores, and I have yet to buy it. I kind of have gone back and forth on that, and I recently just heard uh, Rob Zachney on on Waypoint Radio was talking about it, and he basically was like, he was likening it to um, another strategy game. I think Triangle Strategy, that other Square Enix like tactics game that came out, and he was just like, I was trying to find something that would be fun to play on the go. And it's more like Marvel Midnight Suns, where, like, if you sit down to play a couple minutes of it, like, it might take you three sessions before you get to your next tactics battle in in Midnight Suns. Because there's this, like, apparently there's this Fire Emblem-y story layer of you going around and talking to all the different characters that are in your... Yeah, and, like, playing matchmaker between some of them and shit, and, like... Yeah, or, like, you know, like, I don't know, loyalty missions or, I don't... Whatever it is, that kind of thing. But uh, to me, I was kind of like that... I mean, I I feel like I would enjoy it. He was basically, like, a while back, like, if you like the CW DC shows, like Arrow and The Flash, you might enjoy this game a lot, Mm because there's a lot of that stuff for Marvel people. And I was like, I like that shit, but I just don't have the time for it right yeah. now. It's and a long so, game, too, from what I understand. Exactly. So, I, you know, maybe I'll pick it up down the line when I have a little bit more of an attention span. Um, but, you know, for now, I think I'll I'll stick with three-minute Marvel Snap rounds and wishing I was able to play God of War. I mean, yeah. if you add up all that Marvel Snap time, you it's, probably could have played a fair it, amount of God of War by now. Absolutely, yes. But if I, you know, if I can pull my PS5 out of my pocket while I'm, you know, eating lunch at work or something, like, sure, I could play some God of War. But then I get home and I do all the things that I need to do, and then I fall asleep on the couch, and I wake up at four in the morning and repeat you know yep brian's like no i don't know what you're talking about that's fine anyway speaking of marvel snap which i believe won best mobile game in the preamble at the game awards uh we made a wager we did and our our wager was that the winner of this wager would pick the the first bargain bin segment game, which is a game where we're going to find a cheat. We're going to 
we're going to do a segment where we find a cheap game on Steam and we play it. And it's going to be cheap. So it may or may not be good. It'll definitely be cheap. And, uh, and yeah, so one, so someone here will get to pick that. Should I just run through the list? I don't know if we want to go through all of the, the categories or we don't want to just go over our, our list of categories that we did for the wager. I would just go over um, the ones we did for the wager. All right. So, uh, in, in the order that we did them, I will, I will go through our picks and, and the winner real quick. Best debut indie. John said stray. Brian said stray. I said Vampire Survivors, and the winner was Stray. So you guys both got that one <laughs> correct. Good Hell job. Yeah. Best Sim and Strategy. Uh, John said Mario plus Rabbids, uh, not Kingdom Battle. What's the name of it? Sparks of Hope, I believe. Yeah. Uh, Brian said Two Point Campus, and I said Mario and Rabbids, and Mario and Rabbids was the winner of that one. Ooh. Uh, best Role Playing. John said Pokemon Legends Arceus. Brian said Elden Ring. And I said Xenoblade Chronicles 3. The winner was Elden Ring. So Brian got that correct. Best Action Adventure was Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, John said John said Horizon Forbidden West. Brian said Tunic. I said Horizon. The actual winner was God of War Ragnarok. So we all got that one wrong. Ooh, bunch of losers. Best Action Game. John said Bayonetta 3. Brian said Neon White. Uh, I said Sifu, and actual was Bayonetta 3, so John got that correct. Boom. Mm. Best Indie, John said Tunic. Brian said Cult of the Lamb. I said Tunic, and the actual was Stray. Oh. Best Ongoing Game, John said Apex Legends. Brian said Destiny 2. I said Fortnite. We were all incorrect because Final Fantasy fourteen won. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Has been going on a long time, but it also it had a huge resurgence this past year too. It's I mean it's, it's had multiple I, resurgences. It's, yeah, I feel it's like. been like a weird fever pitch of like there's probably more people than ever playing Final Fantasy fourteen right now, which is yeah. insane. Destiny uh, two has a resurgence like once a year for the new expansion, and then yeah, but it only lasts for like thirty it's, seconds, well, and then everybody's pissed at the game all over again. <laughs> uh. Best performance, Ashley Birch, John said Ashley Birch, who, uh, she voiced Aloy in, in Horizon, uh, for, uh, Forbidden West is the second one. Uh, John said Ashley Birch, Brian said Ashley Birch, I said Christopher Judge, who was Kratos in God of War, and Christopher Judge was the winner, so I got that one right. Best score in music, we all went with Metal Hellsinger, but God of War Ragnarok won, that Bear McCreary, uh, Score, I believe, is the one okay. who did it. Best art direction. John said Horizon. Brian said Elden Ring. I said Stray. The winner was Elden Ring. So Brian got that correct. Best narrative. John said God of War. Brian said God of War. I said Horizon. And the winner was God of War. Best game direction. We all said God of War Ragnarok. The actual winner was Elden Ring. So we all got that wrong. And then Game of the Year, we all said Elden Ring, and Elden Ring was the winner. So uh, two of us scored five out of 13. That would be you two. I got three out of 13, so I am bad at this. I don't know what we should do for a tiebreaker, Hmm. or you both can negotiate what the bargain bin is going to be, but... uh, 
Congratulations to you two for winning our wager. Beating me handily by by two points in our game awards. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Wager. How do we how do we tie break this? What do we do here? We mm. do we one v one in Rainbow Six? <laughs> sure. <laughs> You, I think you play a game of magic against Brian's magic. No, deck. absolutely uh, not. Oh, no, that deck's it doesn't no, no, work okay, anymore. Okay, I got I rid will, of all of the good cards. I will play. In it. Oh. Here's how we'll do it: we will each go to like a mire or wherever, and we'll buy a starter deck off the shelf <laughs> of Magic: The Gathering cards. And you can't, you can remove cards, but you can't add any to the deck. And then whoever wins wins. That's like that's this has gotten a lot more expensive all of a sudden. I don't know how much those cost nowadays. We'll just expense it on the uh, on the account. How about I just? Oh no, I think I John. Did I give you all my magic cards? I probably did. Yeah, I had Brian yeah. sell a bunch okay. of our magic cards. So I was gonna say you should you should just take all those cards and make a deck out of them, and you'll be like, God, I haven't. Seen oh, I did give those back. So. Yeah, they're they're still in my car. So that's okay. I mean, I probably well, I definitely have enough good cards left to make a deck i just i didn't sell anything that i thought was worth less than 20 dollars a piece basically but we should that should be part of the bargain bin tiebreaker is like you have to bargain bin a magic deck from like a walmart or a meyer (laughs) or like wherever they have them on clearance and then play with that deck Sight unseen. You can't even you like you can't even go through the like like no, you can't you don't no removing, no additions, no subtractions. You just play it fresh out of the box. I mean, I could uh I was going I was trying to think of something game awards that we could do to break the tie. I mean, I don't know if it's fair to like go and pick a random award and be like do either who which of you can pick who won. <laughs> I don't know how familiar you guys are with the list of Game Awards winners. I I wasn't paying as much attention as I probably should have. So I I was watching it while I was at work working on embroidery. So what about you, Brian? I I don't. I read it the you, next you read day. It? Okay, like so you definitely forgot winners. it. We're good then. Let's see. What's a good? What's a good? Uh, Oh, uh, that one's probably too easy. Something that neither know. of us can follow, like best esports athlete or something like that. Well, I was going to go with most anticipated game, which is apparently a category that they did. Do you guys want to do that one? Let, let's see what else they got here that I could maybe pick. Um, some most anticipated game, best adaptation, best multiplayer, best family uh i mean i feel like i don't remember any of the answers to these so any any thoughts brian any of those sound good best family best family game i don't even remember reading that as a category so obviously i don't care about families i will read you the five nominees your nominees are Kirby and the Forgotten Land, Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga, Mario plus Rabbid Spark, Sparks of Hope, Nintendo Switch Sports, and Splatoon 3, a, a large slate of Nintendo games. Kirby. Uh, Lego so, Star Wars. Brian says Star Wars. John says Kirby. Yep. Locked in? Yep. yep. All right. 
John wins Kirby and the Forgotten Land yes. was the winner of Best Family. Over Lego Star Wars? Yes. This is yeah. dumb. Well, it's like the seventh time that they repackaged like, most of the Lego I know, Star Wars Plus, they got rid of all of Leia's you know, Lego cleavage, so... You know, I didn't know that, but I'm definitely not buying the game now. Yeah, no, they removed it from the game. They terrible. Uh, sorry for anybody whose ears are just murdered. Um, all right, can so the bargain John, you bin? Get to, are we you just get pick, pick like so for bargain bin? Are we picking like stupid games that I are think super, it should... super cheap, or can it just can it be a game that's on sale? No, no, I I think it should be something that is five dollars or under regular price, okay. no sale. Oh damn! Okay, that's a good that's a good stipulation because it could just be like, oh, guess what? Skyrim is three dollars today. Yeah, Let's that's dumb. Skyrim. Let's play Skyrim well, I was for ninety say, like, hours we could, each. Like, we could all play uh, Mad Max because it's only three dollars and eighty three cents or whatever. Yeah, nah, that's too and complicated. I, want I wanted one to revisit that. But... Honestly, really cheap because then we'll probably all have time to at least play it because right, yeah. it's not going to be a long ass game. I think, um, and it should, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Like, I guess at this point, yeah, so you're saying $5 normal price, doesn't matter if it's on sale or not. We're spending yeah. less than five bucks on it. Five or and less. We'll talk about it probably, probably, well, our next episode's probably going to be a top fives, so, or top games of the year. So yeah. then that gives us a month to play it. And if yeah. we pick it, if we pick it now-ish, we can let the audience know what we're going to buy. So, I probably should have just told... We should have just all prepared ahead of time with what our pick was going to be. But yeah, that anyway. would have made sense. Because there's a lot of them. John, maybe you can, as we go through some news items here, uh, you can you can ruminate over what you would like to do. But it's yeah, up I'm to trying you. To, I'm I trying mean, to find like the $5 games on Steam. Uh, you can literally just pick... Games that are five or under. Where? Uh, in the store. It's somewhere between uh, several anime titty games that uh, <laughs> you just have to find that button somewhere. It's hard to find, but um. Anyways, John does that. Maybe we can go through some game awards. Everything announced. I did ask you guys if you would pick uh, maybe the things that you were most excited about, or one thing that you were most excited about. Before I go through like a list of stuff, if if I had to pick one thing that was announced that I'm most excited about, I can't really. I'm I'm excited about two things, so I'll make it quick with this. Uh, the the uh, the the Dead Cells Castlevania crossover. Mm-hmm. is it super exciting and also death stranding 2 because if it weren't for there being an actual death stranding 2 like and it if they're talking about it now that means kojima's pretty far along in development i would assume because otherwise he wouldn't be talking about it knowing him yeah uh well he's i and, mean he's had He's had pretty like long lead times on games before, but I wouldn't be surprised since like the engine's already all made up and everything if they get this out within the next two years, you know? Well that's the thing is I like from rumor has it that he had already had the story written and done mm. and a whole bunch of it like worked out and because of the pandemic rewrote everything. Yeah. Because it was too on the nose or something along those lines. <laughs> 
Everybody so, was be- like because because Kojima is our modern day uh uh what do you what you call it? He he's uh, he's our Nostradamus, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no. Well, the thing is, that's pretty telling to me, and I don't know, maybe maybe it's your uh, baby adult brain, your child adult brain like mine is, but uh, I would have almost expected you to also be very excited for uh, Armored Core 6 is mine. Yeah, I, yes, I am, but like, I actually bought Death Stranding on the Steam Deck with the idea that hopefully because it's portable, I would be able to play it more, mm. or mm-hmm. when the baby is watching... Coco Melon, I can play it while I'm, you know, while she's doing that. So that's good. Because I need that's to, good... I need to beat it now. I need to understand why, like, how it's possible to have a second game where it's a walking simulator and you're basically Amazon Prime. <laughs> like, I need to, I need to know. I got it. Yeah, well, the, the line in the trailer is, is what? Did, what does it say here? It says. Um, Plus, it doesn't hurt that like the special director's cut edition on Steam was it was less than twenty dollars. Like. I mean, why not? Maybe yeah, uh, Sam's working for UPS now instead of Amazon. Oh, wait, that's basically Amazon. <laughs> They're all basically DHL Amazon at this point. <laughs> he's re- um, he's really gone down the the rungs of the ladder here. Yeah, they uh, there's a line. It showed there's some dialogue or not dialogue, but there's just like title cards that pop up during the during the trailer, and I think the one says something like, "Was it a mistake to 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 be connected or to con- to should we have connected?" Is what it says. Right. The whole first game was about connecting people, um, to the network. So, I don't know. I'm interested. You know, he was very apparently prescient with Death Stranding, and then the pandemic arrived, and uh, yeah, I'm curious to see what what his reaction to that is but no your other thought on dead cells castlevania is pretty sweet because it looks very they all they really had was a trailer um but it has a lot of like symphony of the night uh stylings you know of dracula and alucard and richter um and that's pretty sweet to me i'm down i would love to see what they will do with Castlevania. And that's exactly the type of stuff that Konami needs to do is just be like, Hey, you guys made a sweet side scrolling game. Here's Castlevania. Do something with it. And, uh, that's, that's very cool. I'm down for that. Yes. Brian, did you have anything that Uh, was most exciting for you? I really liked that, uh, armored core trailer. I'm very curious to see how that turns out. Have you ever played an armored core game? I played four, I think. Okay. Which was one of the hardest games I've ever played. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't get anywhere game. in that game, <laughs> but it was cool. I liked it. Yeah. Because um, it's for... like, I had Armored Core 2 for PS2. Okay. It was, it's one yeah. of my favorite games of all time. And part of that, uh, one of the things I like about it is it's almost like, uh, it's like if you take, if you take a Souls-like game, in terms of difficulty and you mix it with like a horizon or or, or not horizon. Uh, uh, what am I trying to say? Uh, what's the name of that Forza, like a Forza game mm-hmm. with like a dead, like a, a dark souls kind of feel to it in terms of complexity and difficulty with the customization of Forza in like a mech game. So it's like all of those things kind of combined and it's all about like finding the balance of like, uh, do you make a tank style like mech that is that has like four legs 
and like really high mobility, but it's like the mobility is hindered by the fact that it's actually like very heavy. Uh, so you have to take weight into into consideration and then like, okay, I'm going to have shoulder missiles, but those shoulder missiles weigh a lot more too. Like you're, you're like buying all these different weapons and things to like make your mech like super badass, but it can all hinder you like very poorly on the battlefield if you mm-hmm. don't do it right. So like you, it's just, I always loved building the different mechs. That was like one yeah, of my favorite things to do in the cool. game. I can so, only imagine they're going to go all out on something like that now, with especially I, with only, how far the graphics engines and stuff have come. The only thing I'm afraid of is like in this world of like uh, microtransactions, like how much of that is going to come into play. Mm. I hope it's only cosmetic, um, but I I never know. But I also like from software doesn't really fuck with microtransactions. They don't, yeah, they don't do so, that at all. No. But this this could be their game that does that. Maybe I, you know, like if they came out and they were like, "Hey, guess what." We partnered with the fucking Evangelion people, and you can build an <laughs> Eva, you know? Uh, yeah. But it's going to cost you, you know? You well, pay, but that, that can right, also take be like my a money. deal. That exactly. Could be a take my money. Like See? That. There you go. You know, that would be fine, I think, honestly, in my opinion, but we'll have to see what they do. Yeah. I remember with Armored Core 2... All I really remember was you building mechs and not any of the actual game. <laughs> so I don't I don't think well, I ever played more than like two minutes of it and I, I don't because I kept running into missions that were fucking impossible. Like they oh, were yeah. so hard. And mm-hmm. most of them were the ones where like, oh, you have to go and defend this aircraft carrier from like an onslaught of other mechs, but like it's you're so underpowered compared to the other mechs and you can't keep up with them. So I would just build mechs and go fight them in the arena mode. Because yeah. you could just you could always fight in the arena yeah. to gain more experience and money to build better mechs. So I would just okay. do that. that uh, I was looking online though, and apparently Armored Core Four is the only one that sucks. All the other ones are highly rated, and that one is not. That's interesting because I heard. Um, I, I think. Well, it's funny. I was listening or I was watching Waypoint did a stream over the. Uh, over the game awards and afterwards they had one of their former compatriots on who's a massive armored core fan and he was talking he said that armored core 4 and armored core 4 answer which is kind of a sequel to armored core 4 even though it's f-o-r spelled out for some dumb reason (laughs) um he said that those were like the good ones to play and i think he said it because he felt as though they'd be the most accessible and maybe that's why they got kind of kind of tanked on the reviews because you know people were probably like they shouldn't be making games easier for people well, also don't let women in the video games like you know those people <laughs> it um, certainly so. maybe it was easier but it certainly wasn't easy and it wasn't really <laughs> that accessible from what i remember <laughs> I think that's Nick's review of Elden Ring, if he ever tried to play it, or the words that you exactly just said. Uh, Elden Ring is light years more accessible than Armored Core felt to me. Said by somebody who's played every From Software game since Bloodborne, right? Yeah, I guess. (laughs) I played a little bit of Dark Souls, too. There you go. Anyway. uh, No, Armored Core looks sweet, um, and, and I'm excited to check it out as well. Uh, there's uh, a lot of good stuff that got announced, but I am most likely most excited by and was caught very off guard by the announcement of Hades 2. 
Oh, uh, well, yeah, shit. Yeah, Hades being our game of the year of uh, 2020, I believe. Um, uh, made by Supergiant, a uh, uh, a roguelike, um, kind of Diablo-ish, dungeon-crawler-ish game, kind of. Um, mm-hmm. That game was incredible, and I was really sad when I heard that after this game, because they did early access with it. Um, I didn't check it out until it actually came out. Uh, 1.0 and afterwards they were like yeah we're not really doing any dlc which is not like out of the out of the blue for super giant you know games like pyre and um transistor and bastion none of those got any dlc or anything like that but i like i just loved hades so much and it felt so ripe for like additional content that i was really sad that they weren't going to do more with it but now that they want to do a sequel that sounds great to me um it's apparently going to follow zagreus's sister uh i don't know her name but um i'm i'm so down uh as soon as i saw like the actual they did they put out a trailer that is mostly like an animated cinematic but um it also has a little bit of gameplay in it and it looks so good. Like just seeing, seeing the powers procking in the world again, and just like all the fighting, it made me want to boot up. Like I was ready to boot up Hades and just lose all of my other free time that I don't have to it. Cause that game is just genius. So I'm excited for Hades too. I might even jump in when it's early access. Cause they're going to do that again. Uh, and it's coming in 2023, but, um, yeah, Hades two, definitely my top, announcement from the game awards um but i will run through this list real quick from ign just in case there's anything else that people listening would be interested in there's certainly more that i think we'll all be interested in so if you if you guys want to say something about any of these just stop me but final fantasy 16 gets a release date of june 22nd 2023 uh graphics look very pretty Uh, i don't know if i'm gonna pick it up though um (laughs) Ken Levine of Bioshock fame has finally revealed a new game called Judas. Um, long awaited, because uh, he was like not really telling people he was working on games anymore. Like he was, I don't know. It's very strange. I think this one kind of came out of the blue, as far as I know. And uh, the game looks cool. Uh, it's it seems like kind of like a Bioshock game. Mm-hmm. in Definitely. my opinion but uh that's not necessarily a bad thing so i'm excited to to see what he comes up with there same i'll be keeping an eye on that one for sure yeah uh cyberpunk phantom liberty has added another celebrity on top of keanu reeves idris elba is joining the game as solomon reed and uh that looked pretty cool yeah John, that's exciting you, yeah I just I because I finished Cyberpunk I just want more of it. So mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm curious to see what they what they really I mean still not I feel like there's not a whole lot uh they haven't really said a whole lot either way in like how how much they're working on doing different like power sets or anything from it or if it's just going to be like more story or what it is. I have to imagine that they're probably like at least adding to the skill table if not um taking a few things in different directions so i'm curious to see what they're doing there but 
No information on that yet. Uh, the sequel to uh, the Star Wars uh, Jedi... What was it called? Man. Jedi Survivor? Well, that's the new game. Star Wars Jedi Survivor was uh, announced to have a March 17th, 2023 release date. That is the sequel to Fallen Star Order. Wars Fallen Order. Jedi Fallen Order. That's yeah. what mm-hmm. it's called. Sorry, I didn't realize there was like probably four colons in that title. Jedi Fallen Order from EA and Respawn. Uh, that's cool. I'm I'm excited for more of that Star Wars Souls. Definitely. Soulsy stuff. Um, very, very. I mean, I I haven't really watched too many trailers of it, but I, I think um, that's one where I'm just gonna buy it and play it because it looks it looks good. Diablo Four coming June sixth, twenty twenty three. Got that release date at the at the Game Awards. Any thoughts on Diablo Four? I think there was some talk in in yeah. one of our discords. It they from what I've been reading. It is awesome. Like some of the journalists that have gotten a few hours with it. Like I think the main one, I, I can't remember. I think it was maybe the verge. Hmm. One of their guys got like 10 hours with it and said that it's everything you want it to be basically. So that's exciting. I like the darker atmosphere of it. Like they were like, that's one of the things he was saying. was like, it's less world of Warcraft and it's more like the original first two Diablo games, very dark and like ominous feeling. Well, yeah, visually, it's probably more like World of Warcraft gameplay wise, though, because it's more open and more ongoing. There's like way more end game, as they call it, which was not really a thing in Diablo in the first two games. I mean, you just replayed at higher difficulty levels. Um, Diablo 3. Yeah, I didn't really warm up to Diablo 3 until, like, maybe the expansion came out for it. And by then they had put so much into it, and they took the weird auction house out where people could pay real money for items. <laughs> yeah. That was, <laughs> it was <fun>. insane. That <laughs> was a fun experiment, yeah. Yeah. Um, but Diablo 3 ended up being really good. But I do like the darker artistic style of this new one. I think it's going to be awesome. That's cool. I mean, people really like Diablo Immortal rather other than, you know, the monetization of it, right? The mobile yeah. game that came out. Yeah. It, it had a pretty good response, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, you know, it's hard to be too happy with monetization of a lot of mobile games nowadays. But I, rem- I feel like I remember people being like, man, this game is actually really good. It just sucks that it wants you to pay money all the damn time. Um, yeah. So cool there uh street fighter 6 will fight its way to a june 2nd 2023 release date apparently june is going to be a very busy time next year uh for video games so uh keep that in mind uh on your calendar um great but yeah street fighter 6 none of us are big street fighter people but that's cool uh there's another trailer for suicide squad kill the justice league which is coming may 26 2023 uh and it turns out that kevin conroy did some voice for for the game before he passed so that's cool it'll be one of his last or maybe his last batman voice um uh role in the dc universe which pour one out for kevin conroy um i hadn't heard 
Honestly, I missed that. Yeah, it was a couple weeks ago, I think, unfortunately. That's a bummer. Yeah. Um, Super Mario Brothers movie clip. Lots of toadstools. That was fun. I kind of watched it. Uh, I'm curious to see how the movie is. We'll see. We did a side quest about that recently. Uh, Tekken 8. There's a new uh, trailer out for that as well. More of a fighting game that we don't necessarily care about. Horizon Forbidden West Burning Shores DLC is exclusive to PS5 and it will be coming April 19th, 2023. So that is exciting. I'll play through that, I'm sure. Yes, uh, me too, hopefully. I don't know. I I found it hard to go back to do the Frozen Wilds after the first game. And so I'm wondering... It was hard, but... I mean, it took me hours to acclimate to playing that game again, mm-hmm. but once I did, it, it was definitely worth it. The Frozen Wilds has a good story, self-contained story, and added a lot of cool new weapons and enemies and stuff. Yeah, I'm sure so, this will do the same. Crash Team Rumble, a new 4v4 multiplayer game coming in 2023, whatever, who cares? Warhammer 40,000 Space Marine 2 gameplay got revealed. Another in a long line of many Warhammer games that I will never play. A uh, new game from the Celeste creator called Earthblade. Uh, Celeste is very cool, very cool indie game. Uh, and this game looked very pretty and uh, cool as well. Um, Bayonetta Origins got announced. A new spinoff by Platinum Games for Nintendo Switch. Hellboy. This is another one that looked really cool. Uh, Hellboy yeah. is getting a cell-shaded game. Uh, Hellboy and the Web of Word is what it's called. Uh, coming for PS4, 5, Xbox Series X, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Uh, the game is said to be a roguelite action-adventure with an original story. So, uh, very cool trailer. Check that one out, too. couple more announcements here. Uh, there's a very weird game called crime boss rock hey city and it has such actors in it as chuck norris danny trejo vanilla ice michael madsen kim basinger danny glover very weird yeah <laughs> michael rooker too as well i think um it's quite the budget yes it is lords of the fallen uh Another game that came that they had a gameplay reveal of. Uh, Last of Us Part One PC release date is March third, twenty twenty three. So that's cool for those who want to check that out. I assume Last of Us Part Two is not far behind if they're going to do that. Uh, Returnal also got announced for PC coming in early twenty twenty three. So all these PlayStation first party games definitely making their way to PC now. Um, and then, um, uh, Baldur's Gate has a release window, uh, of August, 2023. Finally, that's Baldur's Gate three, um, Transformers reactivate an online action game by splash damage. The people who made gears tactics game. Uh, if this is a Transformers tactics game, I'm totally in. Yeah. That sounds super rad actually. They, okay. I yeah. I don't know that they had a whole lot to say about what. It was gameplay-wise, but if that's what it is, I want it, and I'm down for that. Um, this is just a very, like, a cinematic trailer. Uh, Remnant for the Ashes is getting a sequel coming in 2023, just called Remnant 2. I know there's some people that would care greatly about that. I heard great things. Uh, Vampire Survivors is now out for free on mobile. 
which is awesome. Oh. Yes. That's pretty dangerous, dangerous in itself. That's another like, toilet. Mm, another good toilet game. I have to bring my iPad to work. Yeah. <laughs> if you want me sitting on the toilet for a half an hour. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, like. If you're going to complete a run, then yeah, you're going to be there for a They half need to shorten hour. the you can runs, pause it, man. right? I don't know if you can suspend it, but maybe. Who knows? Yeah. iPad um, it is. <laughs> And I think that's pretty much it for a lot of the big announcements. There was another, uh, there's a Destiny trailer that came out as well, and they showed off some gameplay for the Horizon very green. VR game. Yes, it does look very green. But anyway, lots of uh, cool news out of the Game Awards. Nothing like massive, but I feel like a lot of cool stuff that uh, wasn't necessarily expected in a lot of ways. Some other like poorly kept secrets like Armored Core, I feel like was. Um... But I'm I'm excited for a lot of the stuff announced there, and uh, yeah, we have, we have a lot to look forward to. It's uh, gaming is kind of coming back in full force because next year is has some really heavy hitters, like really Not heavy only, hitters. Like Starfield. Like we're also getting to yeah. the point where like they're gonna start making games that are solely for the new gen. The current gen, right. PS5 and Xbox Series X, and so I'm curious to see what what those are. You know, like the John you mentioned in the Discord, the Fortnite kind of uh, yeah, the graphics that overhaul that they had makes Unreal me want to kind of play Fortnite. Like, yeah, it, it's, it looks incredible, it's and I feel like we haven't really quite. I mean, things look great on PS5 and Series X, but I don't feel like there was a moment of like, oh wow, this is what next gen games really look like. And yeah. um, I'm curious to to see how that goes as we start to inch towards releases that are exclusive to these newer consoles. So. All right. Anything well, else? Yeah. What did you What did I, you find? What did so you mine out of the? I have Steam? I have five games that I have narrowed it down to, uh, and I will give a, the synopsis of each of them here. Uh, the first one we're going to talk about is called Ravenous Devils, and I, I will mention uh, it is four ninety nine, and it is also Steam Deck verified. Good. Uh, this uh, it says manage a tailor shop and corpse cooking business in a city where crime, corruption, and poverty are commonplace. Percival and Hildred have just moved here with nothing but a dream to get extremely rich. Take control of Percival to manage the tailor shop. Wait for the arrival of clients looking for new suits and dresses. Kill them when the moment is right. Throw them down the trap door leading to the kitchen. Not before stealing their outfits, however. The material is ready to be made into brand new clothes. Waste not, want not. Uh, Sounds like they needed a Sweeney Todd uh, license because that's yeah that, that's it, great. That's kind of like okay the short the shorter a horror cooking simulator where the secret ingredient is crime. Improve your shops, buy new tools, expand your menu, and above all, make your customers happy. That's <laughs> that's that synopsis. It looks uh, really neat, actually. Overwhelmingly positive reviews. Pretty good. Yeah, I tried to pick ones that like had some you know decent reviews and everything too uh the next one i was looking at is called sex with the devil and uh (laughs) it is 4.99 it is steam deck playable and it says what is forgiveness and what is a lie where does desire end and vice begins the project sex with the devil will allow you to ask these and many other frank questions about the greatest personification of evil in human culture i feel like you're not aiming high enough because when i started 
searching for that <laughs> sex with Hitler. There's, yeah, the, sex there's sex with Hitler, with Hitler. Too. Sex the problem with Hitler is, 3D and sex, sex with, with Stalin also exists. But those are out of the price range, aren't they? Or they I are on sale? No, they're not. Uh, sex with Hitler too is too expensive. I do not feel the need to no, because it's normally six ninety nine is the first one. But anyway, I do not feel the need to uh, support a developer that would make a game called Sex just, with Hitler. With I agree. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably yeah. No, that's some really of their previous disturbing. games. Uh, Love puzzle, my sexy waitress, waifu secret, and waifu secret two. Sex Prison 18 Plus. That's literally the title of the game on Steam. <laughs> yeah. There, so, there's some weird shit on Steam. I got three, oh, I got three more for you, so bear with me oh, here. God. <laughs> uh, the, the next one on my list that, uh, that I've narrowed it down to is by the Bendy and the Ink Machine guy. Uh, okay. it is, it's called Boris in the Dark Survival. A lone wolf struggles to survive the inky abyss of Joey Drew Studios in this top-down survival horror. It is $2.99. It is Steam Deck verified. Uh, and apparently there are three content updates that are included for $2.99, which is kind of ridiculous. Um, play as Boris the Wolf, the cartoon companion of Bendy, as you hunt throughout the abandoned cartoon studio for the supplies Boris needs to keep going. You're not alone. The monster's ink demon stalks you at every turn. Beware the sound of his beating heart as he creeps up from behind and catches you in his gripping gaze. Nowhere is safe, yet secrets lie in wait for those adventurous enough to seek them out. That seems kind of cool. cool. Uh, okay. The next one is Sex with Hitler One. <laughs> no, it's actually it's Zoe, my hentai sex doll. Uh, meet Zoe, the beautiful girl from next door. Do your best to conquer her love. She will adapt to please your need and offer you a one-to-one session with unlimited possibilities. Spend oh all the time you want with her, and but don't exceed your limits. Uh, again, Steam Deck playable. Just throwing that out there. Yeah, because you um, want to be playing this in public somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Let alone period. Yeah, it, it has story mode and a creative mode. Just saying, you know. Um, and then the last one that I have picked out is called... That's not Alex is really wishing I won at this point. Uh, it's called Islanders. It's a minimalist city builder. Islanders is a minim- minimalist strategy game about building cities and on colorful islands. Uh, you want to build beautiful cities without investing hours on end to stressful resource management? Say no more. Islanders should be right up your alley. Islanders is a minimalist strategy game about building cities on colorful islands. Explore an infinite number of ever-changing new lands. Expand your settlements from sprawling villages to vast cities and enjoy the relaxing atmosphere. This one is also Steam Deck playable. So apparently, Nick already owns that game. Because uh, it's think on my the, wish list now. The developers made a game called Dorf Romantic that he really liked too, and uh, uh, Townscaper I heard is good. That might be the same company too. Yeah, it looks like they are. I'm down for one, three, or five. <laughs> Oh, you're not feeling <laughs> sex with the devil. I'm not feeling sex. I'm with not the really devil. into that anti shit. Yeah. Not but, openly uh, anyways. What Eileen... if, and I'm just throwing it out there, what if each of us played a different one? Uh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. We could, I, like like I kind of want to play all of them, personally. Yeah. Like, I like, not. I mean, not sex with the devil and Zoe and the hentai sex doll. Those were a joke. 
Okay. <laughs> I promise they were a joke. A joke. <laughs> a joke. Um, Air quotes. I mean, how about those are just our first three bargain bins, and we'll do like one a month or something like that, you know? Because I feel Brian. Brian's whole point was like we should all play a game together, like a game. There's a game okay. that all three of us can play and talk about, and we're not going to break the bank on a seventy dollar God of War. You know? Yeah, so I miss. Okay, I miss. So then, the point is to play the same game. I miss talking and comparing notes about the same game because we almost sure. never play the same shit anymore. I feel so. Like. The next question that I have is do we play the cheapest one or do we play the most casual looking one or like which one or are you just going to leave it up to me to pick I think I it's up to you to pick I would say for this pick one. one that doesn't look like too much of a time investment but that you the one you would probably want to play most like, I think what's, gonna, what's the best bang for your five dollars you know Don't ask that question because well, I mean the best bang is Joey the hentai sex doll, <laughs> obviously, <you know? laughs> or the uh, devil. <laughs> I think I'm gonna go with ravenous devils because it seems the most different. I'm down. I uh, it's honestly it's probably the the least interested I am because it's just giving me Fallout Shelter vibes from the trailers. But that's I mean, I should fight against my own. Uh, uh, that one also has a demo. Yeah, it does have a demo, but that's not in the spirit We're not of playing the demo. Bin. You yeah. have to spend the five dollars. <laughs> so no, I'm down. I'm done. I'm going to buy it right now, actually. All right. Me too. I'm going to do it too. Yep. Same. I'm going to be so pissed if my, like, Steam algorithm is thrown off by all these stupid fucking hentai. (laughs) 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 Oh, excuse me. Oh, my goodness. Uh, All right. I did it. I bought it. Yep. Same. I'm going to install it. Nice. All I'll right, install so it on the deck. So there you have, it. listeners. Uh, Ravenous Devils will be our first bargain bin, and we will be talking about that closer to the end of January, I believe, or midway through at least. Uh, so please join us if you so wish. Five dollars on Steam, uh, and hopefully uh, we all have a good time and yes. have a fun. I game think it'll be a great about. time. If it's like Fallout Shelter, like I'm into that because I played a lot of Fallout Shelter. I loved that game for a, a little while. I actually uh, paid for microtransactions in that for a minute. So Yeah, I mean, I, it's just a, I don't know, it was a very weird visceral reaction for me uh, to not want to play it, but I'm uh, you know, I'm I'm down to give it a shot. For $5, it's hard to for the price of one that. hot and ready. Yes. You well, could have sex now. with the devil. I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure a hot and ready is uh has inflated some amount. I think they're five fifty five now. Yeah, they're like five fifty now or something yeah, like that. But still still still. Anyways, yeah. Ravenous Devils, if anybody wants to join us on that one, we will maybe we'll maybe we should make a bargain bin channel in the Discord to discuss the bargain bin games. Sure, uh, ex- yeah. Or I think we can we can make a thread underneath the game nerds uh I think yeah. is uh something would, we can do there. 
I would like to push the boundaries of this idea at some point and do like one dollar games or extreme yeah. bargain. You're games. just gonna yeah. have to win the next competition. Mm-hmm. And then you can pick the one dollar game. All right. Cool. cool. Anyways. Purchased, <laughs> uh, installed. Yeah, if you want to follow us on social media or see all the places you can listen to or watch the show, check out MidwestGamers.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network has a Patreon. The Patreon supports all of our shows on our network. You could subscribe for as little as $1 a month. $1 a month. And help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at mpn.bz slash Patreon. Thanks again to Jason K, Tom Z, David O, Alan K, and Corey Z for the contributions. One of the perks of joining the Patreon is you get early access to our bonus episodes that we call side quests. This side quest, we're going to talk about music, movies, TV, all the great things that happened in 2022. Uh, yeah. And then, uh, you know, you can get those episodes one week early or you can just wait and they'll show up in the regular feed. Your call. But we do appreciate all of our patrons. You guys, uh, thank, thank you for giving us a great year. This is our last yes. one of the year. So... Yes. Um, we should talk about our Spotify podcast wrapped on the uh, on the side quest too. And yeah, we can do that. Hours I thought that year. was just part of the music of the year. Discussion. Yeah, that can be part of it. But anyways, we appreciate all of our patrons and listeners. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much for everything you do for us. Uh, hopefully, we can continue to create content that you enjoy listening to on a regular, semi regular basis. Uh, yeah. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. Peace.